We're back, the Whiskey Hue, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that type. We're talking e games, <laughs> cannabis, and blockchain. <laughs> so much more. <laughs> Without the bullshit, most importantly, over whiskey. It's all about the bullshit, man. We got color coming in. <laughs> America calls Clive. <laughs> Dual brown and Anthony somewhere and confusing. <laughs> That's right. With three That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm the dynamic one. Of very sneaky brown. Bring you the latest in tech, business, and startups mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Damn, man. Cue the music. <laughs> it's all it's a mess. It's, you know what it is? It's, it's, it felt like, you know, it, it, to me, it felt like the longest week ever, and we already had the day off. Right. Right. <laughs> Plus, we're doing A side, second, and B side first. That's just going to be a hell of a mess, man. <laughs> anyway, I've been, I've been good on the whiskey. All right, let's get into it. Clean, so oh, clean, clean us up, baby. Cake shape, cake shape, cake curve. How is there such thing as a cake curve? All right, so ladies and gentlemen, this is the week you. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Listen, all I know, all I know, we got the Lakers game coming on in a oh. few, you know, in about an hour. So we got, and then you know, hour half after that, you got the uh, Sunday, well, Thursday night football. You know, the first game of the mm. season. Yeah, college football up on the weekend. You know, I kind of lost my drive for college football this year, and and uh, we talked about it in a previous episode. But you know, we got everything hit, hitting. I'm saying everything. I thought it was going to be, and the economy is all over. Yeah, the well, the stock. Market. I know and that was a good transition, but I'm going to mess it up. So Houston Rockets, right? <laughs> they needed that game three win uh, to oh, yeah. even have it go to six. I think it's going to be wrapped in five now. Ooh, I think four, four in a row. Huh? You think it's going to be yeah, four in a row? I think so too. Well, that gets uh, five. That gets game five. Yeah. Unless, look, man, now that, you know, LeBron called the hotline and got old boy arrested or whatever he did, <laughs> like, yo, yo, he should probably yeah, just left LeBron's play. room. She probably just left LeBron's room. Hey, man, she's going to his room. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so let's get whiskey, out of there. Our whiskey of the day is the Redemption. Ooh. The Redemption 10-year barrel-proof rye. So this is what we're going to be sipping on today. Uh, we'll give you an in-depth review. Um, after the show, well, you know, a little bit later in the show, but this is what we'll be sipping on. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the Whiskey Hue. And, you know, fellas, what's been going on this week? How y'all doing? You know, in today's world, today's economy, today's market, you never know what's going to happen. Every day's a uh, fresh day. You got Trump saying things are lies, saying things are true. The economy is going up and down. Well, we have four day markets, uh, four day, four days of uh, the markets. It's happening. Sliding it's down happening. in the negative. Yeah. yeah. Is it is it course correcting? How much is it course correcting? What does that look like? And you still have you still have players killing it though. Peloton released their earnings, right? Crazy. I was I was thinking of you, Clyde. I'm like, didn't your wife's got some of the Peloton? Tech stocks yeah. went down. Peloton went up. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't even tell her they had a great quarter yet. I don't want have to her handle that. my portfolio. <laughs> I know, right? But Tesla, they're down, I think, 20% over the last week. They've been getting crushed. It's the worst drop-off in Tesla's short, short history. Biggest decline in history of the stock. $120 yeah. billion in, that, in, that one, in like one week, and now it's even more. Apple had its worst three days in history drop. I'm not worried. We're good. Tesla, you should worry about. No, I, I, Apple, I think you're good. It's fine. Apple is good. They're, they have their announcement coming next week. Their their usual exactly. uh, guys. We're still here and we're still running shit. <laughs> Basically, yeah, right, 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 right. Pretty much. Gonna <laughs> be a new iPhone. Something new about the iWatch. Maybe they're gonna announce that bundle that they're thinking about uh, for their for their entire ecosystem, which would be great because I'm half a step away from canceling my Apple Apple TV. 
Apple Plus or whatever it is. Because, you know, there's not that much content. I haven't watched it, it since I watched that one show, that Amer- Good Morning Show, good, something. Good America. Oh, Good Morning. No, they That's had two other show. series. They had a, they, they also had that um, series called C. The Aqu- what, Aquaman uh, dude? That, yeah. I heard that. Is it good? Something like that. that was actually kind of okay, good. We'll get into good. that. That's good. I think there was one other thing. But yeah, outside of that, I'm I got a few years till November, so, so we got to watch those two before then and then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then talking about surging stocks, um, uh, Nicola, they surged what? Oh, on hell. Tuesday. Um, GM, because GM, baby. GM announced a partnership to have uh, to build uh, one of their trucks. So that was interesting to see. Uh, but, you know, they came right back down the next day uh, and again on uh, Thursday. So, you know, that's going to be interesting to watch. So the cool, pl- the funny thing about Nicola never built a truck. Never put anything on the market. They got some. They got some sheets they've drawn on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're like, "Hey, man, this is what we're going to do." <laughs> it's like, it's like Jay Z. My next album is gonna be hot. All right, and he hasn't recorded a beat yet, right? right so right, right. It, it probably is. But so, but the cool thing about GM, they took an 11 percent stake in this company without having to put any cash in. That's kind of dope. Yeah. So all they so there's going to be a transfer of knowledge. So there's going to be Nicola's got you know, and Nicola's trucks look. Sexy and mod, you know, without being too crazy out there like Tesla's cyber truck that's you know, future 2030 you know, type of thing. Uh, so it's kind of cool, it's cool but modern looking and it still fits in today's imagery. And GM getting this, you know, 11% stake, so they're basically, hey, we, we've got the manufacturing and distribution chain, that whole supply chain, that, that whole logistics laid down. Yeah, Nicole, you got this new tech and we want EV partnership, so let's let's play. And that's yeah, kinda, smart, yeah, it's definitely I like it. smart. For our listeners who don't know, Nikola is a uh, uh, a car company that's similar to Tesla, but they provide low cost hydrogen gas uh, um, vehicles. So it's a little bit of play on you know natural um, resources vehicles, you know whether it's electric or natural hydrogen, natural gas, um, as an opportunity for you to you know do vehicles. So only thing with them is they launched as a SPAC. Um, visit one of our earlier episodes learning about the SPAC. But um, you know they haven't built a car. There's there's one other one other minor difference. Um, they've never created a truck at all. Tesla has actually created some cars. <laughs> they got a couple out there, right? So that's one one other major difference. So, but Nikola, I think they, they you know this is the future, hybrid EV cars, electric vehicles. So hey, you know it's the future. Let's 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 play now. Well. I think they're building on the, 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 the wave of pickup trucks, right? The fact that, you know, there's more, I, we, we, I don't know if we talked about it in the previous episodes or we just talked about it on the side, but the increase in pickup trucks on the road outside of traditional markets has, has almost has doubled. So they're going to look at it in the sense of, all right, you know, doing something that's a little more, like you said, efficient for the environment will help out um, and see, see who that taps into. Cause there's people who typically 10 years ago, 15 years ago would have never bought a pickup truck. Are buying pickup trucks now, and those car notes are like eight hundred, nine hundred dollars on these oh, pickup yeah. trucks. They're like luxury oh, vehicles. Yeah. So now you add in a more uh, environment-friendly pickup truck that could change the game for people who typically don't fit. I the know mold. two or three investment uh, bankers. They're like, you know what? Tired of what I typically got in my garage. Boom! I want to get a truck. I'm like, what the hell are you gonna do a truck? Man, he's like, I'm buying a real estate. I'm like, I, I can lug some tools around. I'm like, you hire everybody. To do that's 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 a lot of gas. When I look at that. That's all, and it's not. You can't put regular Other SUVs in it. are yep. the same thing, right? You chug a lot of gas. Those well, too. Like yeah, I think the, the number one selling truck, I think, or it used to be forever. F one fifty. I think it still is. I think it still is. Like most of these, that's a minimum hundred dollar. 
hundred dollar refill on gas right there easily, hundred twenty dollars okay. right there on that massive beast of a, of a car. But we'll see what this uh, is it Nicola, Nicola, whatever it is. Uh, it'd be an interesting partnership since you said, like you said, their new technology within a car, they don't have to ramp up on their own. They don't have to complete all the logistics. Yeah. They don't have to create a power pl- a plant. You know, we'll see. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We'll see. yep. So, you know, for today's episode, uh, let's kick it off, fellas. You know, that was like a brief in, um, kickoff, but, you know, I thought we want to talk about the market. Like, let's dive a little bit deeper because we're starting to see the impact of everything we've been predicting and, and uh, you know, figuring out that was going to come sooner than later. You know, the market's starting to go down. Um, and we're what we're calling it, or it's been called a K curve. So you know, I'll let the expert dive into that. But you know, typically you see a V shape, you see a uh, uh, hockey stick, you see all kind of. But a K curve is something new. So what you got? Yeah. So V basically would have been, hey, we drop down quickly, we drop, we fly up again quick, right? W is what one one some folks are predicting might happen. We fell down quickly, come up a little bit again, fall down quickly again. Then we originally, then we get up to like our, hey, let's a safe spot. Market is just crazy right now. Let's 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 set this up properly. Like stock market, right? A small portion of this market sell off, and we're in a sell off right now. Uh, it's four days. I think Anthony mentioned up top a couple like four or five days now straight. And I think this isn't. I think I don't think this is the the one correction. I think this is just a minor one. I think there's a, then it's going to go back up. And then it's going to pop off at some point after October. I'm, hey, I can't predict what's going on. This market doesn't make any goddamn sense. So let's, that's my prediction. So small portion of the market sell off today. You know, it could be a small, small one to two, three percent of this. The reason for it could be fantasy sports is back in. A lot of this market fly up was because people are taking their stimulus money, putting in, hey, we can't do fantasy sports. Boom. Let's pop it into the market, stock market, which I don't know shit about, but hey, Tesla always goes up. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so let's put money in it. I think that could be part of it. And I think, I don't think, I think those people, hey, we're parking money here, but then the institutional folks knew that 50% of this market is perception. They're going to be doing that. Let's play on them. Let's take our profits now because there's been crazy write up. We talked in a, in a previous, you know, episode, I think last week, volume's been steady as hell for the most part, a lot of volatility. But the market's in overdrive. Let's capture some profits. I think that's all this is. And this is normal. Now, the teachable takeaway I want for our listeners so we can get, I want everyone to be a savvy investor out of here, right? I'm cool with this thing. The world is supposed to break every 10 years, right? Yep. So we got COVID. We had 2008 financial crisis. We had 9-11 a couple of years before that. We had the oil embargo. Have the mindset as an investor through all of this that it's a long-term hope and growth play and you'll be fine right like obama said hope right what was the slogan something around that uh, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. so boom right <laughs> so if you think about it if we had a lack of bear markets from time to time if we didn't have these bear markets which you consider like what we had a couple months ago this isn't considered yet. i don't think we've had a 20 percent drop off yet uh if you didn't have these smallish bear markets, you would have a huge one at some point and then you get into depressions right so you need these smaller bear markets from time to time we're not there yet to minimize the impact of a larger bear market or the to minimize the actuality of, of an, a larger bear market happening. A lack of recession, same thing. If you don't have them, it's going to be a huge recession at some point. You need everything to recalibrate because we, we overdo everything in the market. Hey, yeah. so it's hot right America. now. People have stimulus money, pour it in, boom. Everyone's like, so the rich, this K curve that we're going to get into, um, 
let's drop another nugget. Actually, number two. All right. The first one was that wealth is what you don't see. It's not the homes. It's not diamonds. It's not cars. When most people say they want to be a millionaire, that means they want to spend a million dollars versus have a million dollars. Just take that those two things away. So there's a huge difference in that, right? So invest, man. I'm not saying save and just be like a miser. Invest and live live large, but know that, hey, I'm popping this $200 bottle, but I got, you know, for every bottle I buy, I've got like, you know, putting $1,000 in the market. Whatever it is, right? Work it out for yourself. K-shape recovery, I think, is what they're kind of pegging this market as right now. So K-shape, what does that mean? You have rising assets, rising asset markets that are not benefiting all. They're benefiting a small portion of the market. So basically, you look at a K, the letter K, boom, steep drop off. But then as it starts to recalibrate, one one half of it goes up, one half of it goes down, right? In like the letter K. So you have an uneven labor market recovery. So white collar jobs, pretty much safe so far. We know that the layoffs are coming in October probably and, and beyond. And then, but the lower end of that market is getting beat up right now. Um, what's up? Tech, general purpose retail, Walmarts, Targets, biotech, work from home type of tech, Zoom, Slack. What's down? Energy, financials, utilities, right? We know a lot of people are struggling, right? So wealth is being created for a very small portion. That's what K means. The K, the line going up in the K, the letter K is the, there's some of the people that were rich before are getting rich as hell now because, you know, they're not spending. Even think of us, we're we're not like in that, I'm not in that billionaire club, but like, hey, we're not, we would, it was our, you know, our significant anniversary for us. We would have gone, we were going to be in Greece. Didn't go. Guess what? I got eight thousand dollars more in the bank right now, right? So I'm putting in the market. I'm like we're gonna take a bigger trip next year. So you know, and then like the really, really rich are just doubling down, tripling down, or whatever their asset classes are, because then prices are coming down in a lot of things. So the rich get richer because certain asset classes are doing better. The less rich become even more lesser rich, right? Because their assets are avenues to increasing their assets are paused or completely gone. Think about it. Look around. Restaurants are closed for the most part. They're opening up at a very limited capacity, uh, you know, in restaurants, stores, whatever it is, right? All of this is happening. So you should know this, that 52% of the stock market, the one that we're looking at every day, I look at it about 18, 20 times a day, uh, just for mm-hmm. my ego, I'm just playing, <laughs> kind of, 52% of the market is owned <laughs> by the top 1% of earners. Jeez. So that's like, you know, 450, depending where you live, Connecticut, this East Coast area is like 700K and up whatever it is. And really the 1% in the East coast, there's some billionaire type cats that skew that whole thing off stock market versus reality, which you talked about two different things. We've drilled at home episode 12, 13, whatever you should go listen to that middle class. They may have benefited, you know, 401k went up about 10, 50%. That's cool. Right. That's good. Um, <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Man, man, they <laughs> five, 10 X that, right. Cause they have capitalists throw in this and, you know, in the March we were talking about, is this the bottom? I'm like, and I was like, nah, you know, and, and Clyde asked me that in March. I'm like, hey, guess what? It was at the time, right? I, I bought into some things, but not as much as I should have. I played yeah. the volatility now, so I'm, I'm recouping that. But man, if I had gotten in there, that would have been even doper than where I'm at now. I'll get the next clip. So now I'm ready, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. so the real economy, everything's closed. Stores, restaurants, small businesses crashing to a halt. Unless you're one of those fortunate businesses that could pivot to another business line, right? We know people in fashion that, hey, we started creating math. Say again, say again. <laughs> Plexiglass makers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, 
Uh, so like the stock market continues to fly high, like Snoop, man, just high as hell all day, every day. <laughs> so, so the Fed provided what was the reasoning for it? The Fed provided unstimulated, you know, unlimited stimulus. We talk about the zero percent interest rates, pension funds, endowments, all funds across the board have billions that needed to be deployed. They had nowhere else to put it but the stock market. So just know that, hey, you're take your bumps, right? You're gonna lose some money in the stock market at our listeners. Um, that's cool, right? Just know what's happening. Just get used to it. You'll see cycles of this. I've seen three of these now. I'm old enough to see three, not not old enough to see four. All right. <laughs> see, so old enough to see three now and you know, you know, nine 11 to now. And this happens and it's cool. It's part of the gig. So just know how to realign your capital. Uh, so what you're going to see that comes out of this, you know, these cats still had to get their return. So they're playing with the market, just, just pumping shit up and then taking their profits. Boom. So the financial world is still killing it right now, but it's going to, it's going to end yeah. at some point as we've all Anthony and Clyde have drilled this home in previous episodes I think October I think October is key yeah. October is key when everything hits the fan you know you know I, I know the CDC right so when, when like when you talk, we talked about the eviction side of it CDC is preventing you know these massive amounts of evictions but no one I don't know what the the safeguards are for the homeowner the pers- person who owns the property and the mortgage payment that they constantly have to make right you know, you, you, that stimulus money that you mentioned is gone. You know, it ended in August. You, know, you have September now. Things are kind of getting to, you know, back to some situation. And then October is when things start to really hit. And I, and it's a little concerning to see what's going to really, what's going to really happen. Is you know, you know, October is just, I think October is just going to be that, that month that sets the standard. And I, you know, I was thinking right before we started, started our conversation, I'm like, wow, you know, the market can collapse, not collapse. The economy can go into shit come after the election, right? And if Trump's in office, they're going to blame Trump. But if, if it happens and Biden wins and Biden's in office, they're going to blame Biden for something that he right. didn't do. Yeah, right. So it's, it's, one, it's, one, it's one of those situations where you're like, well, they're buffering it as much as possible until the if election. To, and oh, I, sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, yeah, yeah. You talk to, so if you look at it historically, if, if you have a Democrat in office, presidential, I didn't, th- I didn't think this was true. I think I said this previously. If you have a Democrat in office with a split house, uh, market tends to be better than when you have a Republican in office and a split house. And I didn't think that. Was, I just thought it was the other way. And there, you know, I think what most portfolio managers are looking at the money, how they're aligning assets. They aligned it for a Hillary win last time. They got surprised. They're like, oh, let's run 2016. All right. We know everything's going to be in our favor now. Less capital gains, less taxes, all this shit. Now, I don't think they're looking at Biden versus Trump as much as looking at virus, coronavirus. That's the main thing on everyone's mind or uh, or the protests. That's what it is. So the protests, you know, so I, that's a big thing we should talk about. Like the protesters, social justice was 95 percent of that. Um, but I think there's a lot of folks in that mix that were protesting. Hey, we're dissatisfied with the way the world's set up right now. And I get it. Occupy Wall Street. You know, for them to win, a you know, it, it, you know, they can't, they don't know how to win or lose in this market and in, in this in this economy. So, Occupy Wall Street, which happened under Obama's watch, right? Which came yep. after a different economy prior, uh, right? So, expect that to come in the next year, year and a half, because they're going to see this split. Yeah, I think I think people have to make sure, like they, like we talked about in the previous episode, separating the stock market from the economy, and. What people are frustrated what they were with, you know, uh, you know, Occupy Wall Street was the economy, the, the economy, how it's structured and how it's set up that 
back in 08, people were getting squeezed, but it wasn't squeezed. The, the, the big players weren't the tech companies, yeah. right? The big players now are tech companies. Now we're in a whole different realm uh, uh, of the big dogs. Um, before it was all, it's all, you know, we point the finger at banks, the major banks and, you know, rightfully so to a, to an extent. And there's a personal responsibility side of it as well. Not to an extent. It was full but, on, man. <laughs> this yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, all right. I'm, I'm trying to play the middle here. <laughs> um, but I, again, I, I like to, you know, we got to get an economist on here. Maybe the economist aren't a little too boring, but whatever. We can get somebody yeah, on here sure. kind of really on. have a good discussion um, around the economy. I, I look, I don't look forward to, but I look to, I want to look to see what October, November looks like. Because, you know, today people, you know, our, our listeners are recognizing today is the 10th, it's Thursday, it's September. By the time they hear this, it's going to be almost five days, four or five yep. days later. But, you know, the Senate, you know, the Senate Democrats did not agree to the Republican uh, stimulus bill. They felt it was a little slimmed down. People are going to fight. They're going to fight partisanship because they think they're thinking that the jobless rates is going to decrease more. So they don't want to provide any kind of extra stimulus to to prevent people from going back to work. Yeah. Then you got the other side of like, what what does that do for the economy? If people don't have money to spend besides directly paying bills. You're not going to pump money into small businesses, which are going to hit the fan, uh, the closing of. Uh, of so many small businesses. So how, I don't know how you play this, but people, like you said, if, if the stock market is, is booming, it's, it's, mis- it's changing the direction or a perception of how well the economy is doing with the stock market. So just position yourself. One major takeaway we have. So if you're playing in the stock market and you're trying to pit it against the economy, let's just say this stock market does what it does, right? You can't control it. It is what it is. Position yourself so you can always find a way to win no matter what the stock market's giving you. That's what I want the takeaway to be. Hey, this shit's supposed to happen. We're supposed to break. If it doesn't break, it's just going to get overheated and then it's going to break off like hell. And then we're all, it's going to explode. That's World War Three type level shit, right? Everything's just gone. And so let it break once in a while, but just plan for those breaks. That's all. Put your money in. No, hey, this is my personal, what I can, what I feel comfortable losing. But if you're not losing, stay in. It, here's the thing. If you're going to buy Apple, buy it on these dips. Because if you're not trying to get out in the next five years, you're good. Trust me. You're good. Yep. Right. And just to add that as some perspective, over the last 20 years, the Dow has been uh, returned 7% a year. You know, some years has been negative. Some years has been, you know, 20%. But if you're in it for the long term, you can really make a lot of profit if you just slow and steady. Um, okay. You know, we talked about you want to be a millionaire. You know, the easiest way to be a millionaire, you know, Warren Buffett said there's a lot of Major investor said that just put your money in the index fund over 20 years. Yep. Keep adding money. Compound interest is, is magical. So, um, you know, that's the easiest way of doing it. You know, for the more sophisticated investors, finding those stocks that you know. But, you know, you at least want to make sure you're maximizing your uh, S&P index and get that, you know, 7% over the last 20 years, 11% over the last uh, almost 12% over the last 30 years. So, yeah, that uh, the rule of seven is definitely in place. I, I would say from my side of it, on an economics perspective, for you to really process certain things, how the economy is moving or just the economy, how it works. I like to I like to read stuff from either Robert Reich mm. as well as Claudia. Good Song. choice, man. Uh, and, and those two okay. kind of give you a big uh, league. Oh, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something. There was a point a couple of years ago. I was like, "Man, I should, yeah. If I was, if I was better at statistics, yeah. I would have went in and focus on, you know, getting the masters and going on economic side of it. Because I, I feel macro and microeconomics are 
if you really understand those pieces, you can kind of understand how yeah, the world you go in the bank and you get paid more. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, well, pretty, pretty much, which is true, which is true. Like, you, you know, you just, just get hired as an economist at some bank <laughs> and get paid a quadruple what you, you would have done just working at some college or writing Get on papers. TV. That's what you got to be. That's got me, right? And, and you talk because it's the same story over and over. But I agree with you. I agree. Those are dope names that you mentioned. Those, those are. Yeah, but but I think that's the key. Like if you you mentioned, like it's every ten years, it's almost like a market correction, and there's going to be there is that point in every person's life where you're like, Jesus, I, I can't keep on taking this correction because some some groups certain groups of this our population get hit harder than others on a consistent no, basis. And the millenn- you know, that middle to lower middle class and below. From millennials, two thousand eight, we got shellacked. Most of them are coming out of college, boom, and then this, right? They're like, oh, everything's good, boom, yeah. this, and then people who are about to retire. Right, because they they need they need to start accessing those funds that were in their four hundred one ks or whatever the retirement. So that's that's one thing. Yeah. So let's jump to another thing, man. Clyde's favorite guy got a jersey on the wall. Warren Buffett. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> He's investing. University of Nebraska. Warren okay. Buffett. <laughs> this guy, you know, Clyde just mentioned him. He hasn't. This guy hasn't been a millionaire in like probably like fifty years. Right. He's a billionaire since. Like for fifty years. <laughs> Who knows what what it is? But he just invested in Snowflake and. Anthony talked about Snowflake like a couple months ago. I don't know, whatever it was. And I didn't know anything about this it was a software company, but man, he's he's always so this guy made some great investments, right? He reaches in his pocket, he likes candy, he likes Coke, he drinks it every day, like four or five cans of candy, he invests in them. Coca Cola. Coca Cola, right? <laughs> so he invests in the things he knows. He missed the whole tech thing after the Apple he made a shit ton now, recently. He missed that whole write up from two thousand to 2003 up until after the bubble that for the 9-11 bubble up until now so take us away man give us some snowflake well i, I well i so for snowflake i mentioned in i think the episode we talked about business development i think so snowflake is in the cloud computing space but it's more about data warehousing so the key here and 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 i think we don't get into people don't talk more enough about cloud computing cloud computing has the reason why all our apps work when eight, you know, eight, 20 million people are on Facebook or on Instagram at the same time or 100 million people. It's the ability to expand your services without having on-site data storage, right? You can work with these different companies like Amazon Web Services, Microsoft, I'm blanking on their name, Azure, uh, Google Cloud, et cetera. They're focused on warehousing your data. So they're, they're, they can help out other large players when it comes out of warehousing as opposed to having 8 million data centers. They're huge. I'm so I'm completely surprised that they weren't purchased by one of the big guys. But if anybody, you guys are paying attention, that you're looking at investment, better pay attention to cloud computing. Cloud computing is is it is the future. That's the only reason we're able to continue to move forward with all the technology that we have. How I don't know who Zoom's who Zoom has for their cloud computing. Well, all these other tools are using one of these larger companies, whether it's AWS, whether it's Google Cloud, whether it's Microsoft Azure, uh, Oracle. They're all out there using some form of these cloud-based systems to keep moving. That's why there was a big lawsuit with uh, Microsoft and uh, and Amazon Web Services with the Department of Justice for the, uh, I think the deal, it was the DOD, Department of Defense, and their contracts. This is huge. Yeah. People know this is where, from a extreme tech space this is where the money and this is where the future is going. yeah so you got to think um, about you got to think about the companies that uh are going to be impacted you mentioned some of the cloud companies the one now at that uh um had a great quarter um and making big impact is cloud strike i mean crowd strike 
CrowdStrike. So they pretty much provide the security, the internet security for all these cloud companies. So you got to think about the play, right? You know, all these cloud companies are getting bigger. Hacks and hacking and, you know, all these uh, internet terrorists are becoming more prevalent because there are more devices for them to hack into. And companies like CrowdStrike are protecting them. So it's uh, it's an interesting play. You talk about the crowd in the cloud world and uh, where can you eventually make some money is... I think a long-term play will be definitely that cloud space. Crowd strike or cloud strike? Crowd. 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 Exactly. Cybersecurity yeah. and cloud computing. Yeah, no, that's, that's the future, man. Like d- data warehousing, data storaging, like this all is a part of it. And to your point, Clyde, is you don't have to be into the overall aspect of like like AWS and Azure and cloud, Google, Google Cloud. You can pick a portion. These companies pick these certain segments. That is a very important to our overall daily tech life, and they they they're masterminds. They 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 own it, and they grow where other cloud companies can't control. Or you or you have you're using AWS or you're using uh, Google Cloud, and you still use something like Snowflake to help out or CrowdStrike to kind of help monitor your data security, especially if you are in a you're like healthcare tech. Your security has to be on point because you will get fined by the federal government if it isn't. Mm. If you get a breach. And if you feel uncomfortable investing directly in those companies, you can look at a company like a Microsoft that has that as one of their ancillary lines, but has other dope revenue generating lines as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the entire ecosystem. Apple's not in this, Amazon is, an, is a good play. Right. So, you know, but the, these companies in distinct ones that are killing it, boom, go for it, man. That's great. Yeah. Like Spotify, I think Spotify uses Google Cloud. Oh, do they? Um, okay. Uh, Fortnite, I think they're on. Who's Fortnite on? Not on Apple AWS, anymore. I think it's like so. <laughs> <laughs> going after each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I think this is a space where not enough people. I haven't heard a lot of conversations about it from a you know from a business perspective and reference to people of color. Uh, uh, pay attention to the space because it's not going anywhere. It's going only going to keep on increasing. Yep, yep. yep. So. On-premise servers are going away, while cloud, cloud service servers are growing at a rapid pace. So um, that's one what definitely a lot. What do you want me? Anthony's favorite guy, Mayoshi son of SoftBank. Let's do one more. <laughs> He's like a billionaire who's a who acts like a teenager. All right, <laughs> a teenage investor on Robinhood. You know what he did? Mm-hmm. Last now it's coming out. The papers are coming out. He put down a few billion dollars in options on Tesla just because everyone else was playing it. He's like, you know what? I got money like that. I'm just going to do it. So he rode that puppy up. So he was one of those people that was writing that. He put down $4 billion in options in tech total in the last couple, you know, in the, in the recent quarter. So like, that's crazy, man. So and then generally, there's been $40 billion of retail call options bought recently. That's a whole lot. That's just yeah. put it out there. People don't, you know. I just, I just, I just want to be that. I just want to be his on his team in this fund where you just like, listen, we're building another fund. I know we messed up where we work, but guess what? We're raising some more money, and we're going to get it. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, here, here's three billion. That's <laughs> right. I could, uh, but then, in his defense, that's how venture. If you strip it down to a venture model, one in ten, one in twenty is supposed to work, and he got that. Alibaba, he got that with some, you know, with a sprint deal. He got that. Okay, we work failed. Cool. It's part of the gig. Yeah, it's part of the gig. Right. Anyway, but a lot of people lost their jobs around. That's bullshit happening. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say that he did make cool. that $4 billion off making a bet in the tech space. But his stock price went down 7% in 
yeah. when, when everybody found out about it. So it's probably paper paper money just made up for that loss. So now's a good time to buy SoftBank stock, and because it's going to ride back up. <laughs> that's one way to look at it. <laughs> Who knows? Right, yeah. right, right. So no, that's a good one. That's a good one. So yeah, so this has uh, been a great episode today. Before we get out of here, I want to talk about my favorite, one of my favorite parts of the show is shit you should know. All right, fellas. Let's go. I'll go first because you guys are not ready. I'm actually, I am ready. ready Glad to jump the line, man. (laughs) There we go. There we go. So we talked about um, the e-gaming world a couple episodes ago and how there was a big, you know, exodus from, um, I think it was Twitch. They were getting closed down because they weren't, um, they weren't really, you know, doing a lot with it. So Ninja. One of the biggest e-gamers in the world who signed a, I think it was a $40 million deal initially. And they, when they shut it down, um, uh, Twitch, you know, Twitch had an exclusive deal with, with, uh, Mixer and they shut it down in June and, you know, you know, pretty much got a lot of free money. So, uh, officially, I think it was yesterday or today, he announced that he's going to be exclusive to Twitch, um, which he's coming back to Twitch, not necessarily Mixer. Which is a subset, um, so you know it's it's huge for the people in the gaming world. I think he makes you know close to you know like just insanely uh, insane amount of money per month playing e games. Uh, he has a deal with Adidas for you know the e gaming sport. So this is uh it's definitely a seven figure deal um, contract for multi years for for um, for the e gaming space. So Ninja is back on Twitch. Nice, nice. All right. All right. What you got? What you got? You want me? I got. I got. I got. So section section two thirty. Oh. Okay. We bring it back up again, which was a content about. It was uh something implemented enacted in the nineties where it talked about uh, protecting platforms, tech platforms from content moderation, and that's what kind of brought up Trump brought this up a couple months ago when he was um, a little perturbed about how they were they Twitter marked his uh. His uh, his post as potentially untrue. So three Republicans in the Senate announced some kind of uh, bill to to modernize Section 230, 230 um, to kind of narrow the focus of what it is. Certain protections of the, of the tech platforms. Really, they want to uh, focus on biases towards, I guess, uh, the right wing from these tech platforms. So that's where they're, they want to modernize it, not get rid of it, not change it. They just want to amended almost so something to pay attention to i don't know where it's going to go but it's it's very interesting because section 230 keeps on popping up when it comes down to content moderation uh so is that going to pass with three republican senators in office right before the election at probably not but it's something to continue to pay pay uh pay attention to because there is a push to get these platforms to have some uh, form of responsibility like our traditional newspapers nice like it good man um that's cool like All right. Documentary of John Lewis, life titled uh, Trouble. It's okay. going to be airing on CNN Films, I think, September 27th. September, CNN, I think. It was released two months ago by our good friends at Color Farm Media, Eric Alexander. Nice. And she just a couple of days ago, she took over Hillary Clinton's, I think, her Twitter feed and then her IG and just started, you know, interviewing high profile guests about the movie, right? 
And um, and Erica Alexander is cool. She's cool people. She's really sweet in person. You've you known her from Living Single, and like she was in Get Out and a bunch of other films. She was married to royalty and the in the you know big Hollywood producer like for a while, and they're still doing a lot of work together. So we know her on the pod. We we know her, and I was on a radio show with her, and I mentioned to her like, "Hey man, when I was young, I had a crush on you, man." <laughs> so we had a you know because she you know Khadija, you know what I'm saying? Living Single, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Kim Coles. I mean, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, but no, she's dope people, and they got they put together, and they're doing some dope work, just spreading diversity and entertainment. Uh, so they're doing great work in that space. Second thing, second thing. All right, it kind of ties into Anthony. He's kind of playing in our space now. I mean, he's coming, he's infringing on my space, my resources. I've been following this Italian Which economist. One? His name is Noriel Bini, uh-huh. and he's. His predictions on the his predictions on the global economy are crazy. Uh, it's Trump versus Biden, and it's 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 wow. That's a small sliver, but he goes global, um, nutrient dense. Check him out. He's behind a paywall, but some of his stuff's out there for free. Noriel Noriel Rubini, thick accent, thick Italian accent, but robots. That's the theme. Robots. They're coming. Check him wow. out. Wow. Oh yeah. Okay. Look at that. We're talking. We're talking economics nowadays. I listen to that shit all day. <laughs> yeah, listen. I think. I think for me. For me, I, like when I when I turn to Bloomberg and they got the they got they got some economics person on twenty four seven. Let me tell you something. I am all in, all ingrained. I'm over here taking I'm notes. You, man, over he makes Bloomberg seem soft. He seem he's like man, that's, that's like CNBC <laughs> material. <laughs> seems great too, but it's, everyone has their lane. That's all I'm saying. They're all great. Whatever they, yeah, everybody has a different yeah, right, right, right. So I bring it, I bring, it, I bring it back down a brow and talk about today's whiskey of the day. Um, you know, we were sipping on Redemption Ten Year Old High Rye Bourbon Barrel Proof. Uh, it's a whiskey, and it's uh, actually from Indiana. Indiana whiskey. What the uh, hell? I saw that. I'm like, what? <laughs> Mid- <laughs> Midwest. Yeah, Midwest uh, whiskey. Um, actually, um, honey flavor, a little roasted, you know, like like you know, smoky feel, roasted. Um, you know, that, those are some of the t- notes that came out for me. And um, I will say, you know, I, this is one where, you know. Uh, I, I, I try to try a little bit more, you know. Uh, well, you know, we'll we'll see. Let it sit for yeah, a little bit, a couple yeah, more years. Go from twelve to go to twelve to eighteen. Yeah, I got spicy. It doesn't work like that. Once it leaves a barrel, it is, if it sits in your cabin for twenty years, it's not like thirty-two years now. <laughs> no, but spicy vanilla—that's what I'm getting out of it. But I think I find that a lot. I. It, you, spicy vanilla. Oh, I was, <laughs> Expand your taste buds. I just hear. I just it's, it's a little it's a little sharp for me. Um, for Anthony, uh, it's not it's not big. a. Anthony likes that well, shit that makes your eyes bleed. True. <laughs> well, you know after 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 our last episode where Abalor Abalor what a chase I can't pronounce it. Um, it was a great it, it 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 changed it changed my my taste buds. Yeah, it cha- it definitely changed it. I know I know. I was like I was looking for all those punch in the gut. But th- now I'm over like, nah, no, nah, that punch in the gut doesn't do anything. You, you, you were playing college football. Now you're in the big leagues. You you, you right. starting quarterback. Oh, the Patriots, NFL. baby. I'm trying, I'm trying to get that big contract. I'm trying to get that big contract. Tom Brady, man. Go for that six Jim, chip. Jimmy Garoppolo style. <laughs> so, like, so, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the Whiskey Hill. Thank you for listening. Check us out on all platforms, thewhiskeyhue.com as well. And uh, make sure you rate us. Uh, give us a review. Thank you for listening. Peace.